Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm this week's host, Ashley Sanchez. Now that spring is here and the weather is warming, Endow is noticing people are ready to bring out their boats. With so many people anxious to head out on the water, we have boating education coordinator and public information officer Aaron Meyer and conservation educator Zach Campbell and staff conservation educator Julie Watson. Welcome, you guys. Hey. Glad to be here. Thanks, Ashley. You guys sound very excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to start by talking a little bit about pretty much everyone in this room here is semi-new to their position. So, Aaron, let's start with you. You're now the boating education coordinator but like I said, that's very new to you. Correct. Uh, for the last 12 years, I've been the public information officer for the headquarters, and I've been in charge of the publications. But recently, our boating educator uh, retired, and uh, I jumped at the position. So now I'm uh, the law enforcement public information officer, and I handle all the boating education. But it's not that new yeah. to you. You were sending so much information out to the public anyway for I, all these years. I did work with, uh, Ed, which is funny, Ed Lingar, who was the previous podcast host, uh, was the previous boating educator as well. So uh, I did work with him quite a bit on his messaging. So it's not completely new to me, but it's still it's still new. I've, I've been looking at all the materials, realizing how much I do not know. And then, Zach, you're now conservation educator, but you have the boating background. Yeah, I, um, I'm I'm from Nevada originally. I'm now with Indow. I've been here about four months now, uh, loving the job. But I spent the last nine months as the boating education coordinator for Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife. So we're just teaming up together, trying to get a safe boating message out to the public in time for spring and boating fun. And then we have our outdoors girl, Julie, here. She's just one of the people that like to get out on the water. Yeah, I'm just here to learn more about how to stay safe on boats in Nevada. Feel free to chime in on any questions. Thank um, you. Help me out with these questions. So I have so many. Julie, you, you may not consider yourself a boater, but do you kayak or do you? Yes, I up? actually grew up with a family boat. So well, there you used go. to grow there up you go. boating. That's why we brought her in here. Okay. Yeah, kayaking, canoeing, right. all of that. And that's a good message to put out there that you may not be, you may not have a power boat, but so many people are on canoes and kayaks these days. And they, tubes. And tubes. All of it. And, mm. and they are boaters. So this is a message for everybody. Would you put tubes and rafts in that? Category? I wouldn't. Um,. But they are. are there still some of the same they are, safety messages. I don't know about Nevada because I'm new, but um, <laughs> the Aaron? U.S. the U.S. Coast Guard um, would consider them a vessel, huh? And it's all water safety. Yeah, yeah. All the same rules apply. And I was going to. I mean, he said paddleboards, but more than anything, paddleboarding, especially up at Lake Tahoe, is just exploding. Yeah, we had that. I just came here from Missouri, and it was definitely a big, big deal. Um, even some events. We had problems where we were offering free stand-up paddleboarding, and it got too windy, and like people were stuck out there. They couldn't come back. <laughs> so this really does apply to everyone who's out there on the water. So let's just start by talking about um, boating safety. What is the main message you guys want to get across to people today? Uh, the one that, that personally I'm trying to get out right now is 
to take a boating education course if you're going to be operating a boat out there. If you were born before 1983 or after 1983, you have to. It's the law. You have to have a boating education card to, to be out there operating a boat because a lot of people think, you know, it's just a, a fun little toy that you can take out there and drive. But there's a lot of stuff you need to know about a boat before you can go out there and safely operate it around other people and around other boats. So that's the message that I'm pushing right now is just now's the time, you know, before it really starts to warm up and everybody goes out there with their boats. Now's the time to come pick up a, a boater ed handbook at any of the Endow offices or go online. You can go to endow.org and there's some online courses you can take as well. But just get educated before you get out there because, you know, it's so much safer. What was the, the statistic that the Coast Guard put out? Uh, nearly 80% of all boating deaths last year were from uh, people who were operating boats who had not taken a boating education course. Like, it's a huge deal. And, I mean, like you were saying, people don't realize, they think it's just a boat, but boats are dangerous. Water is more dangerous, I think, than people realize. Mm-hmm. Even if you are on a big, giant boat. Yeah, and our message is we, we want you to be fun, have fun, enjoy the outdoors in Nevada, and but be safe at the to- at the same time. Nothing mm-hmm. ruins a weekend of fun on the water than an accident. And, um, you know, it's just like, it shouldn't be any different than a driver's license, you know, uh, if... You gotta you gotta have a driver's license to operate your car. You you should have some sort of certification or license to operate a boat. You know, what were the eight, what's the years? Eighty three, January first, nineteen eighty three. If so you were born after that, born after you that. can't be operating a boat without that, a boater aid card. And there and there are some um, like um, Nevada only waterways. We don't we don't want to put this out there, but really Nevada only waterways. You don't have to have a boater education card. It, it's your waterways like Lake Tahoe, your, okay. your Mead, dual states, right? Lake yeah. Mead, Lake Tahoe. It's mm. totally, like Aaron says, totally required and, and the law to have it if you're born after January 1st, 1983. So that's a national law? No. No, that's a state of Nevada law. Every state oh. has different laws. Yeah. Then why isn't it on a Nevada only, only waters? It's different, different laws for different states. Okay. It's just depending on what your agency or your legislation decides is going to be the law for you, for your state. Interesting. Cool. And obviously the other main message that we always put out is to wear a life vest. If you're under the age of 13, it's the law. You can't be on the boat without a life vest unless, unless the boat's so big that, that they're in an enclosed area. But I don't know too many people that own boats yeah. that large. How, how big of a boat <laughs> does that have to be? <laughs> but other than that, every, every kid under 13 has to have a life vest. And, and I was talking to Zach about this. I don't know why you wouldn't have a mm-hmm. life vest on it's your It's so kid. easy to, I mean, it's a life vest. Just put on a life vest. Right. I mean, not that big of a deal. It it's not, it's not a big deal, and they call them accidents for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. You weren't planning for it, but now your kid's in the water. You hope, I pray that, that they're wearing a life vest. Yeah, and, and on that point, um, the state of Nevada averages about three to six uh, boating fatalities a year. And um, most of those actually happen when people run out, they get in the, in the middle of the lake or in a nice cove, and they stop. And a lot of Nevada's lakes, so Mead and, and Tahoe, are really deep lakes. So you're, it's, you can't anchor up your boat. So the boat's just floating ad- adrift. Uh, and, and people will, if they were wearing their life jackets, they a lot of times will take them off or they were never wearing them in the first place, and they'll jump off the boat to swim. You know, it's, that's what you do. You're out boating. Mm-hmm. But like you talked about before, the, with the uh, paddle boards mm-hmm. and with the kayaks, the wind can come up out of nowhere or current, depending on the waterway that you're on. And you're swimming, and the next thing you look up, the boat's further away from you than it was when you jumped in, and you're not able to swim back to it. 
or a lot of the lakes have cold water and you're not able to swim as you would be normally your skills are not as good as it would be in the warm water or you may cramp up or Mm -hmm. elderly folks could have a heart attack so wear your life jacket that probably is a big issue especially in tahoe you don't think about that. You think of all a lot of people, boats, but it's also the cold of the water yeah, is going to exactly. have an impact. No, yeah, I'm a transplant from Southern California, and uh, I didn't think about it. And then the first couple of times when I had to send out a press release about somebody drowning up there, it's because you don't realize how cold Tahoe is. You're out there. It's 80 degrees. It's gorgeous. You're on a boat. You're having a great time. I get it. And then somebody wants to take a swim, and they jump off into what is – probably one of the colder lakes you're ever it's like mm-hmm. 50 degrees because it's mm-hmm. complete it's snow melt that's an alpine mm-hmm. lake mm-hmm. they jump it's in so deep too. it's cold yeah. water shock you take that first breath and your first breath is is water and it's over exactly. tahoe is pretty much cold year round yeah and, and he's he's exactly right because you, you know since i've taken this job obviously i'm i'm looking into all that stuff and lake mead is is often which I, you know i hate to be a downer because boating's fun and we're trying to have mm-hmm. a, a fun time here but uh, lake mead is often somebody jumps off the boat and it's you know it's not it's not Lake Tahoe so it's nice and it's not toasty but it's a lot warmer it's than Tahoe. Warmer, yeah. But the it gets windy at, on Lake Mead and the boat starts to move away and you start to chase your boat and then it gets further and further away and uh, I don't care how strong of a swimmer you are everybody's got their limits and at some point these people drown and it's really sad because all they had to do was put on a life vest and they would have just as much fun in the water and that wouldn't have happened. And Lake Tahoe is is twice as depressing just because from in my research i found some really strong athletic people who have jumped into that water and not come back because it's the great equalizer Mm -hmm. there's one gentleman um i want to say three years ago who uh it got windy he was on a paddleboard and he's a strong paddleboarder but it it you know he fell off his board and when they found the board he had his life vest attached to his leash so the two things that could have saved his life were sitting on that paddleboard but he was he, you know, he 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 felt his his uh, his capabilities were much stronger, and he just didn't need those things. Well, mm-hmm. like I said, they call them accidents for a reason. Yeah, and you say you don't want to be depressing or a downer, and we do want people to have fun, but it is important. A lot of people go out and they don't listen to these types of messages. Right. You know, it's and it it is simple steps that could save your life. And maybe the more sto- more stories that you hear like this, the the more chances there is that you're going to put on a life vest. Yeah, because there's always that mentality like, oh, it'll never happen to me. Exactly. Well, someone think, that's your same dimensions yeah. it happened to. And I think a lot of people picture uh life vests as like those old World War II yeah. big orange <laughs> life Titanic, vests. yeah. There's some stylish life jackets. Oh, there's all mm-hmm. types of options now. Yeah, Yeah. there's so many different kinds now, too. So, like, what your activity, like the kayaking vests, you know, they make them nice and flat now. So, it's not like it's getting in your way anymore. And Yes. And and to talk about water temperature some more, too, um, and why life jackets are so important. You talk, we have the two two opposites of the pole. So, we got, like, Lake Mead's a little, it's warmer, Tahoe's super cold. But you, if you're in... 70 degree water long enough you can still get hypothermia Mm -hmm. and about wearing a life jacket people always say well if say it's so say you're up in tahoe and no one find no one's there to find you say you're boating at night and um you fall out of the out of the boat and you're um not wearing a life jacket you're not going you won't die of hypothermia uh people that someone falls out of the boat and they are wearing a life jacket and they're out there long enough there's a chance that they'll be out in the water long enough time that they'll actually 
die of hypothermia. But if you're not wearing a life jacket, you're not going to die of hypothermia because you won't be able to swim long enough to die yeah. of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. Your body will start, start to shut down and then you'll drown. So I promise the next topic is going to be super happy. I was going to say, <laughs> this is the you happiest know, podcast ever. It needs ever. to be addressed. And I think, I mean, people, it is happy because people are excited to get out there on the water and we just want to let them know take the extra minute to put on a life jacket or do whatever you need to do to stay safe out there. But um, we are running out of time for this half of the show, but we will be right back. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy Nevada Wild, feel free to leave us a positive review at iTunes. If you don't enjoy the show, we'd prefer you kept that to yourself. To learn more about hunting, angling, boating safety, and the great outdoors, check us out at ndow.org. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. We have just been talking about boating safety, and we've been talking about how it's fun, but we also want to get a lot of people to understand that it's, I mean, it is serious. You need to be taking the precautions um, before going out. And we were talking a little bit about how a lot of accidents are related to drinking, and because a lot of people are out having fun. Zach, do you want to elaborate on this? Yeah, a lot of accidents nationwide and in Nevada are attributed to uh, alcohol consumption on the water. And, you know, that leads to operator inattention. These are all things that go into a boating accident. So even swimming, you know, while intoxicated from your boat, you're, ha you're at a greater risk of the possibility of drowning. So we, uh, as an agency, would like that people did not drink while on the water or boating. Uh, we also do realize that in some cases that's not the reality but we want everyone to be safe and have a good time on the water with that being said um just like a dui driving under the influence in boating it's it's an oui operating under the influence and they're the same as far as the legal limit if you're operating a boat a boat um above 0.08 it's the same as in a car you will be if caught you'll be arrested and and the fine is um, up to $1,000 and six months in jail. Wow. So it's a serious thing. Mm -hmm. but our officers want people to have a good time, but they also don't want to have to um, find people that have been in an accident. And um, like I said, we just want uh, everyone to stay safe out there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. The game wardens, more than anybody, want you to have fun out there. They don't want to cite you. They don't want to take mm -hmm. you in. Like, we, we get it. Boating is crazy fun but they're also the people that have to deal with all those drownings we were just talking about so they've seen what you know driving a boat under the influence can do and so they're going to be the ones that are pretty strict about it because they don't want to be pulling anyone out of the water anymore they want everybody to be out there having a good time and that means you know boating sober yeah and the same goes i mean marijuana is legal now you know but it's not legal to operate your car under the influence of marijuana and the same goes for a boat so that's another thing that our officers are having to uh come in contact with more often and you know indow has uh officers boating officers on lake mead and um nevada lakes lake tahoe but then um there's also many other law enforcement agencies that have boats on all those same lakes so sheriff's departments in some place 
um, and other law enforcement agencies. So there are officers out there uh, patrolling, making sure you have your safety equipment, making sure that you're operating in a safe and not, not a reckless manner, and that people aren't drinking on the water. And we are going to get into the fun stuff, but speaking of, you know, law enforcement is out there. Any other tips you guys want to give people before they're heading out on the water and in boats with their families? It's funny because I feel like uh, Zach and I are starting to sound like a like a, a after school special or something. I know. I thought you guys were going to be a lot more fun coming that, in that, here. <laughs> that's what I'm striving for. Right, but but the the thing is. If you've been out there and you've boated on Lake Tahoe, which I have done with my with my family and friends, or you've been to Lake Mead, which I have also done with my brothers, it's a lot of fun. Like, mm-hmm. it's super fun. So my thing is, and, and I'm going to sound like your dad here, if, you, if you're not having fun unless you're drinking and, or unless you're, you know, getting high, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> Something's wrong because it is a lot of fun. You don't need to use those things. So. Use it when you get to the shore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, am, I, am, am, am I allowed to say that, or am I, uh, I mean, you you're just allowed did. to say it. And and to that point, a lot of uh, big holiday events, uh, boating officers will also coordinate with uh, highway patrol and, and people on the land. Just so to really, keep things fun. Yeah, it really is just like being in a car. Yeah. There's multiple different agencies that can catch you. The punishment seems pretty severe, and they know you're going to probably going to be doing it yeah. during a holiday and, <laughs> and and drunk boaters become drunk drivers they don't just oh yeah up, you're so right with the trailer yeah yeah exactly <laughs> even worse the only difference is it's so much more fun to go out in your boat than it is to go in your car that is yeah. true exactly, exactly. Mm. yeah the only, i guess I was, it depends on what kind of car you have there you go. <laughs> and where you're going in your car yeah i it, mean my prius super fun to drive <laughs> <laughs> you you were asking other uh, safety tips and, yes. And it was funny because, you know, with my job being as new as it is, I'm constantly going through all the paperwork. And uh, Endow has the, the do's and don'ts. And a lot of the do's, they, they, they make common sense. You know, do wear a life vest. Uh, the, one, one of the don'ts is funny. Don't stand up in a small boat. That seems like uh, pretty common pretty, sense. But, the, but they're doing it. Uh, Zach was just talking to me about file, file a float plan before mm-hmm. you go out. Oh, to tell someone if yeah, you're going exactly. alone. Because you don't know. Or even if you're not going alone because... If yeah, you don't have cell service that. or something, yeah. What exactly is a float plan? Explain this. A float plan is is you're going to tell someone who's not going out with you what your plans are, like where where you're going to be boating, when you think you'll be back, and then letting them know if you don't hear from me, you know, in, in X amount of time, let somebody know because you want you know you're going to stick exactly. to that float plan. It's just it's just kind of a backup plan. It, it might seem a little. Uh, Overcautious, but you know, then then an accident happens and somebody's able to, to get help out there to you because you filed that float plan. That's really with doing anything, yeah, outdoors. anything outdoors. Yeah, yeah it, it's same thing. People um, in the hunting communities, mm-hmm. some say, um, file a hunting plan, like a, yeah, um, plan your hunt and hunt your plan, especially with boating. So, um, and it it can be as a big body of water. It could be more. Um, more things to it, mm-hmm. more directions and everything like that, what certain cove you plan on going. But it can simply be when you're leaving, where you're going, and like Aaron said, um, when you plan on being back. If I'm not back by this time, call or come looking. Mm-hmm. Ch- even ch- checking the weather was on that exactly. list, too. That's why we didn't bring that up. You're right. That's Planning one of the ahead. most important yeah. things. I mean, if you're going out on a boat, for the love of God, check the weather because you know, like those paddle boarders, one second it was mm-hmm. calm and then it got really sketchy. 
Yeah, and that's something that lots of people probably wouldn't have checked because it could have been a nice day, but the wind was supposed to pick up in the you afternoon. Look out, yeah, you look out the window yeah, and that, that's your weather on the forecast. Water. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that, um, just going back, that we, we've touched on life jackets, but it's also the law that you have to have a U.S. Coast Guard-approved life jacket on every vessel uh, for every person that's on the vessel, one per person. It's not required that you wear them, uh, it's, but it's required that you have them. And I think you brought it up, Aaron. I'm not... Um, I'm drawing a blank on age. Limit. Under 13. Under 13, Under yeah. 13, okay. Just get them a Power Ranger or, you know. There's, like Dora. we said, Power Rangers are cool again. Life so. jackets. Yeah, yeah, Dora the Explorer. That's <laughs> the one I have. I'm sure you judge me. Aaron, got any other tips over there? Uh, just looking at it says uh, keep a good lookout. Keep because a, good lookout. a lot of times, you know, let's say you're doing everything right. Your kids are wearing their life vests. They want to go swimming off the boat, and you make sure you leave someone in the boat because exactly what Zach was talking about. You know, it starts to float away. You don't want to have no one in that boat. But, you know, keep, keep a lookout because other boats might not be following those rules, so you need to have somebody watching for that so that, you know, once again, accidents happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every operator, try to have someone whose job while you're underway is your lookout to help yeah. you with other things. And it's good to have a, a second operator on board mm-hmm. if possible in case something happens to the operator. Yeah. And there's also uh, for some like spring boating, um, getting ready for the season. I was yeah. going to say right now oh, okay. is the time I'm, people are probably... <laughs> Zach's cutting me off. He's taking over the show. No. I do that. No, I was going to say though, it, that's probably what people need to be doing right now. Like we're talking about holiday weekends and whatnot but right now people are probably starting to prepare their boats yeah and and it goes back first step it uh like aaron said i'd take a boating education class um then i'd make sure my boat's mechanically sound the first time i went out if i had an older boat i may mm-hmm. I would, i'd probably want to go to a waterway that i was familiar with um and and uh, your nav lights check your nav lights so you've got to have your green and red uh, navigation lights and then your all-around white light that can be seen from 360 degrees so say and that's the law too so if you're um, boating and you a lot of people boat at night and it's harder to see and yeah. it's harder to tell where boats are what directions they're going in if you it's the first time you go out and you didn't check your nav lights and all of a sudden you're in the middle of the lake and it's dark and you go to turn them on and they don't work you get off the lake, but on your way back, you could get uh, pulled over and cited for not having your nav lights. Do you guys see a lot of issues or accidents that result from people just not taking the steps beforehand um, in preparing their boats? Um, I have personally. Most, <laughs> most accidents have to do with someone not being educated on, on what they need to stay safe. Mm-hmm. So in whatever way that is. Yeah. I mean, from the life jacket to the boat, lights. Yeah. yeah. So take the class. Yeah, I don't want uh, to admit it, but it's just us four. No one else is listening. Right? <laughs> no, no one's uh, listening to I'm, this. I'm in the process of taking my boating education course right now. I've been going through the workbook, and there is a lot of stuff. It's because you're still so young, right? Know. right? You yeah, were born after 83? Let's go with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff that you need to be thinking about before you get out on that water and just just. Just me going through the book, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Exactly. Does it cover invasive species removal and stuff too? Not, yes. Not, well, not in the handbook, but that is included in the – It in is the, in the course yeah, and everything. in the big manual mm-hmm. in the class. So. I bet that could be a whole podcast of its own. I'm sure. Especially, especially I'm not coming for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
so well, like we've been saying, this overall, I mean, right now it's a little depressing, but overall the boating's a fun topic. So what are do you guys have any suggestions of waterways to get out on? Yeah, we wanna know. We're new. We need to know where to go. Where can we get on the water? I was gonna say I've the only experience I've had uh has been Lake Tahoe because, you know, once you no offense, once you go boating on Lake Tahoe it's pretty special like uh, i i can't convince my wife to go anywhere else mm-hmm. because it's such a beautiful place and the beaches are super nice and you can you can get pretty close to some of the beaches and then we'll get off and hang out on one of the beaches although uh one of my f- friends did not alert me that there are apparently some nude beaches at lake Tahoe. wow i didn't know that Sign me and, up. <laughs> and, and took us to uh one of the nude beaches where my wife thought everybody was wearing white bathing suits as we were getting close <laughs> They were not white bathing suits. <laughs> well, I love Tahoe also and um, Lake Mead's a great place. And then Lake Mojave. I, I love the fish. So you got to – and that's another thing. Um, um, fisher – people that fish, uh, they don't think of themselves as boaters. But you're on a boat, you're a boater. Mm-hmm. All the same that's a good point. rules apply. And, and it's so much fun to do all of it. So um, Tahoe, Mead – and I actually like Pyramid, but there's mm-hmm. there's a whole different set of rules when we talk about pyramid, but also mm-hmm. a great place to go. And then again, the non-powered water uh, paddle sports stuff. So mm-hmm. those are boaters. Truckee River, if you're floating tubes down Truckee River, if you're on your kayak fishing or, or a canoe on one of our small lakes, mm-hmm. uh, have um, a safety mindset and a fun mindset because they go hand in hand most of the time. So for anyone who's listening and you either want suggestions on places to go, find us on Facebook, Twitter, um, or if you just want to send pictures, we want to see your outdoor, what you're doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I uh, just finished being the publications coordinator, and I can tell you we often are in desperate need of, of good pictures. So if any of you are out there boating or fishing and, and wearing a life vest, uh, by by all means, send send us those images, and I'll 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 make you famous. I'll you get you on the social up on the media. Front cover of our you might you might very well wind up on the cover of one of the publications. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you, any of you guys have suggestions or plans in the near future to go out on the water? I want to find a place where I can rent some like stand up paddle boards or kayaks. I don't own my own craft, but do you guys know of places where you can do that? Tahoe for sure. Tahoe for sure. There's a, there's a Somewhere. Big, cool. The lake, I mean, I, I don't know when you're going to be down in the southern region, but it's, it's the same thing. But all of, all of the big waters here in Nevada, mm-hmm. they, they they get it. The paddle boarding is a big, yeah. a big business. And so you, I'm pretty sure you can rent it at any of those bodies of water. But I know for sure Lake Mead and Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get out to Lake Tahoe. ASAP, like as soon as it's warm <laughs> enough. And then I'm, I, I have a lot of plans. I have so much to do. <laughs> Zach, any any plans? Yeah, where are you going to take uh, Colin? Oh, I I always go to the Truckee River with him, and then uh, mm-hmm. Lake Tahoe for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know when we're going to make it down to Lake Mead, but wherever we go, we go to the water, so we'll yeah. find it. I was going to say we need to give Southern Nevada a little love too. Yeah. I want to get down to Lake Mead. I mean, you, you'll see when you go down there. Lake Mead is is probably more your style from Southern California. It's it's super toasty. The water's not that cold, and everybody's having a good time. Plus, you're kind of close to las vegas so that is not a a, not a terrible weekend to to have fun in vegas and and hit lake mead plus it's a it's an amazing warm water fishery huge striped bass and there's small mouth and catfish and large mouth it's a 
it's a great great place to go a lot of people will go rent a kayak and fish from the kayak or rent a boat or bring their boat and really take advantage of the fishing opportunity cool although if you take any pictures i probably can't get you in any of the publications because <laughs> well you work here it's... yeah we don't want to be on that <laughs> Ashley, Speak for yourself. Ashley oh, wants to be famous. <laughs> well, that pretty much wraps it up. We don't have, we're running out of time, but thank you all for being here. And hopefully everyone takes away a good message from this podcast. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.